0: Everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation, I'm your host Rob Logan, joined in the studio by Mike Volby. Yeah, I'm here. It's an exciting time of year, Mike. It is. This is something we look forward to every year. Summer? Mm, yeah, uh, kinda. <laughs> uh, but it's the post-summer stuff that's the oh, most exciting, right. because it means we're getting a new crop of TV shows. This is our annual fall TV preview. Uh, yeah. This one for the shows that will be coming out this fall in 2016. As usual, we are going to go through all of the major networks. We got ABC, we got CBS, we got NBC, we got Fox, and we got the CW. They release a list of trailers, a whole bunch of them. Uh, it's also worth noting that these are all over at TheGeekGeneration.com. If you go there and you click the TV category, you will see all of the posts mm-hmm. that contain all of the trailers, so you can go watch them yourself. As usual, NBC did not release trailers for even the majority of their shows. They have a decent amount up, but there's a What's lot. What's their deal? I don't know. There was a lot that I was interested in watching, but they're just non-existent, which is a bummer because I don't want to talk about them because you can't really get a vibe for the show. In the past, we've read those, but it doesn't really do any good No, because we can't get a vibe for the show. Right. So uh, we are going to talk about the ones that we have the trailers for. We might as well hop right in with ABC and the first show, American Housewife. Mm. Katie Otto, played by Katie Mixon, a confident, unapologetic wife and mother of three, raises her flawed family in the wealthy town of Westport, Connecticut, filled with perfect mommies and their perfect offspring. What would you think of this one?
1: I don't know. I didn't. I I was agitated by it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that uppity and crap pisses me off. (laughs) Uppity and crap. the, The uppity people. Like, I don't know. Oh, the
0: hoity-toity? The hoity-toity,
1: because I have to deal with that.
0: I, I get it. I so, get it. So
1: it's so obnoxious. So you don't want
0: to be in that world any longer no. than possible. No. Even though they're going to be making fun of them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's just annoying. Yeah. I don't know. This show, like, I watched a trailer, and I'm like, there's no way. I won't even watch an episode no, of this. No, I don't just think. It's not my
0: thing. It... We're not the target audience for no, the show. No, not even no. close. Uh, I, was kind I don't of... think
1: we're the target audience for the majority <laughs> of this
0: stuff. <laughs> That's common, though. Uh, I saw Diedrich Bader in here, which was kind of cool. The guy from the Drew Carey show. Yep. He also was the voice of Batman in Batman the Brave and the Bold, that cartoon. So good to see him. Uh, Again, it could be funny, but this seems more female-centric. We're not really the target audience here. Next show is Downward Dog. Based on the web series, Downward Dog is about a struggling millennial, Nan, played by Allison Tolman, from the point of view of her lonely and philosophical dog, Martin. One session at obedience school already makes them realize that even at their worst, they may be the best thing for each other.
1: Did you watch the web series? No. Oh,
0: I yeah. That. I'm completely unfamiliar with, uh, unfamiliar with the web series, but I did watch this trailer.
1: Yeah, it was all right.
0: Uh, first of all, I wish the dog's mouth didn't move, because <laughs> that was a creep level I didn't need. I wish they kind of approached it like, who's talking? Right. Where you kind of you, you know it's the dog talking, but you're familiar with the voice, you don't need to see their mouth yeah, moving. there's
1: something odd about an animal's mouth moving. Yeah, with like the CGI a mouth. Too. Yeah, and talking. I don't know. I just didn't.
0: I didn't like that. Plus, um, I think if they focused on like a familial love of like mother and son or brother sister or something along those lines, it would make sense instead of what they're kind of showing to be a romantic thing between the woman and her dog.
1: Where is this going to go?
0: Yeah, Back
1: to the web for a whole different series. <laughs> it was a
0: really strange vibe yeah. that I just was not down for. And then the cat scene at the end just took a crazy dark turn. I
1: don't even think I made it to the end of oh, the Oh, really? I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of these, like, <laughs> some of them I watched the full trailer yeah. and I was like totally entertained. And then ones like this, I get halfway through and I'm like, this is shit.
0: Yeah. There was a scene at the end of this where the cat is like black and white and its eyes start glowing red as if it's like the dog's nightmare. And it just, it came out
1: of nowhere yeah. and it was a totally different tone. And yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I don't know. Again, the target, I, it'd be nice if they actually in the trailer were like, here's our target audience. I, I want to know who it is.
0: <laughs> Somebody. Then you know whether or not you should be watching it. It's,
1: you know. Yeah,
0: but that's exactly why they don't tell you. They want you to try everything. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> yeah I'll try it. Pay me.
0: Next show is imaginary Mary. Yeah. Alice, played by Jenna Elfman, returning to television, is yeah. a fiercely independent career woman whose life is turned upside down when she meets the love of her life, a divorced family with three kids. Or sorry, a divorced family, a divorced father mm-hmm. with three kids. This triggers even more upheaval when the slightly unhinged imaginary friend she created as a child suddenly reappears to help her navigate the transition <laughs> from single girl to a woman ready for a family.
1: Right. This is interesting. Is it? I don't know. It's... Th- I- The whole concept of it. Yeah. An adult woman with an imaginary friend. I I don't know. I feel like there could be a lot of mischief and a lot of, like, laughs. Sure. It could could be good. It could be a good comedy for a bit. I don't know what the longevity of something like this is. Reading reading the uh, description, Mm -hmm. it sounds interesting,
0: but I didn't really like the trailer. I thought it was all right. It made me think of that show... Uh, Unhappily ever after. Yes, with yes. Bobcat Goldthwaite as the bunny. bunny. Yeah. God,
1: I remember watching that.
0: Yeah. Yep. That was a way I think to do it. Right. That was good show. I don't know if this is gonna be that good. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I mean, the concept is there. Yeah. And it it could be. I don't know. I, I was, also I was somewhat intrigued by it. I also I like, don't well,
0: like the design of the imaginary friend. No, it's creepy looking. No, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, it's voiced by Rachel Dratch too. I don't know if you noticed that no i didn't oh okay she's from snl yeah i don't feel either that at least with what i saw in the trailer the creature didn't really impact anything no it's there which should be a major
1: right uh, it should be like causing problems
0: or like i don't know it just didn't feel like it even the the gimmick felt weak because it didn't feel like it mattered right so if
1: that's how it's coming across in the trailer then
0: um, yeah but who knows this is a snippet of a larger show Right, but the trailer is supposed to get you intrigued and want to watch it. True. It did not for me. Uh, The next one is Speechless. Mm. Maya DeMeo, played by Minnie Driver, is a mom on a mission who will do anything for her husband, Jimmy, and kids Ray, Dylan, and JJ, her eldest son with special needs. As Maya fights injustices both real and imagined, the family works to make a new home for themselves and searches for just the right person to give JJ his voice.
1: I didn't really... This was, was like another one where I was like, this is stupid, Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. That's just me. What do you want?
0: My first thought was, hey, it's Kripke. The uh, The father is from Big Bang oh, Theory. Oh, yes. Except he has a big stutter in Big Bang Theory. He's the guy that talked like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that was cool to see him in something else. I've seen him in something else before, too. And it's always weird at first not hearing the voice mm-hmm. because it's the thing I'm most familiar with him as. Uh, it's not bad to see a show either about a family sticking up for someone handicapped. Yeah, that's kind of nice. And at the worst, it might generate some mainstream empathy. Perhaps. So even if it's not the greatest show, if it allows people to see that side of things like I, I kind of like the trailer here and I like the concept. I don't know if it's going to be something I watch just because sitcoms for the most part are not good. No. um, But I, I have a soft spot in my heart for uh special needs children. Being in like a school setting and everything mm-hmm. just because it's things sure. that I've had direct dealings with. So to me, it appeals a lot more. I can understand why it wouldn't to everybody. But I- I'd be interested in at least checking it out a little bit. They might overdo the whole handicap thing and go a little overboard. Mm-hmm. But uh, if-, if it's like the trailer was and I thought Minnie Driver was surprisingly good. I'm not usually a huge fan of hers, but She's in this okay. role, she seemed pretty decent. Conviction. Yes. Lawyer and former first daughter, Hayes Morrison, played by Haley Atwell, mm-hmm. is about to accept a job offered from her sexy nemesis. Here we go already. <laughs> new York District Attorney now Wayne Wallace. Now every woman's like, yes? Yeah, because you use <laughs> I love when they use the unnecessary adjectives yeah. in the descriptions. Uh, to avoid jail time for cocaine possession and avoid hurting her mother's Senate campaign, mm-hmm. working with his team at the new Conviction Integrity Unit. Working with his team at the new Conviction Integrity Unit will let her use her brilliant mind to turn over cases where there is credible suspicion of wrongful conviction and give her a chance to turn things around with her high-powered political family.
1: This is the first of many... Uh political tie-in shows yes because i i swear we had this conversation in the past it is election year yeah so tv shows are going to take full advantage of that yep absolutely and this is one of them i don't know this was this is so geared towards women you think so i don't know i felt like it oh i don't know i don't you guys are going to sit and watch this
0: i like Haley atwell um right but it's it's agent carter
1: yeah but Oh, that's why. She she's was, Peggy okay. Carter. Yeah. Uh, that
0: That's like the main reason I would watch this. Okay. Well, because I'm a fan of hers.
1: Yeah. it's just, I feel like the whole, I don't know. I watch the trailer and I'm like, here's a woman show. Yeah. Girls will sit and watch it. It is
0: weird seeing her or, or hearing her without the accent, though, mm-hmm. because she's using an American accent and she's British. Yeah. So it's always interesting when they get rid of that. But they usually uh, enunciate things very well mm-hmm. in the American accent. Uh, they're clearly drawing a parallel here within at least what they showed here between Hayes' mistakes that she made, like the cocaine possession and everything, right. and the mistakes of those she's representing, mm-hmm. so it's definitely like a redemption story starting off with a somewhat unlikable character who will slowly redeem themselves over time. yeah, it's that kind of like almost house mm-hmm. mentality
1: that yeah and house a yeah great. so
0: uh this appeals to me a bit, but it's mainly because Haley Atwell's in it, designated survivor, yeah. Emmy and Golden Globe winning actor Kiefer Sutherland returns to prime time in a conspiracy thriller as Tom Kirkman, a lower level cabinet member who unexpectedly becomes president after a devastating attack on Washington. He will struggle to prevent the country and his own family from falling into chaos as he is thrust into one of the most difficult presidencies in history.
1: I thought this was the best trailer for the for the network. Really? I thought this was the most interesting Because they're taking this whole political thing, Mm -hmm. tying it into a show, but doing something different, Okay, I feel, anyway. I wasn't familiar with that process we have as a country. Yeah. You don't remember that from, like, social studies? Well, like,
0: I know that when something's going on like that, they'll have the vice president situated somewhere. This guy's not the vice president, though. He's He's just just a lower-level cabinet guy. I don't recall that stuff.
1: That they might have messed up. But I remember that they always kept somebody aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But in this case, it's a guy that I think within the trailer they say was just fired too. Like he's a I don't know why he's yeah being locked away if he's like a guy that was just fired. Maybe it's right. just because they haven't gotten a replacement yet. Perhaps,
1: or um, there could be a bigger conspiracy. This show could go in all kinds of directions could. too. The premise
0: itself isn't bad. I yeah. think it's it's going to be very intriguing for a lot of people. But I'm just ultimately not that into political stuff.
1: I just like what they're doing with it. Yeah, the the idea that. The country was attacked, mm-hmm. and this dude who was at the bottom bottom of the totem pole is yeah. now president. Right, right, and he's gonna have to figure it out. Like there could be bigger things. Who oh, attacked yeah. us? Yeah, the premise is the show could be
0: pretty pretty damn good. It could be. It's just not for me.
1: I no. don't think. No, I would. I am gonna try to watch. It. Well, I know I'll be able to It'll be on demand. Yeah, so I'll oh, be able to true. catch it on, at home. Notorious. Mm. Notorious is inspired
0: by the true life stories of famed criminal defense attorney Mark Garagos and cable news producer Wendy Walker, who serve as executive producers. The series is a provocative look at the unique, sexy, and dangerous interplay of criminal law
1: and the media. Mm. Another one that I was like, ah, yeah. I <laughs> <About> geared towards <laughs> women, not really. Don't, not interested in
0: this. For me, the whole trailer is just a will yeah. they, won't they. Like, that's going to be the whole draw of the show is, are they going to hook up or not?
1: We'll see. That's a girl thing.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm not into it. Uh, Still Starcrossed. Yeah. A period drama from Shondaland picks up where the famous story of Romeo and Juliet ends, charting the treachery palace intrigue and ill-fated romances of the Montagues and Capulets in the wake of the young lover's tragic fate. The series is based on the book by Melinda Taub.
1: This is interesting. Yeah. Well, only because we all know the story of Romeo and Juliet. Sure. But I don't know. Like that to me, the story just ends. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: with them both dead. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever. Which is what happens here as well. Talks too. about what happens with the families. Now, what happens? Right. So this is interesting. They so can they're exploring take the story we all know instead of rehashing it, which they'll do probably for the pilot. Yeah. You can give us something new. It yeah. could be good. I mean, it could
0: be. It could be. I, I have a series. I, part of, of me feels like this with it.
1: could have been a movie as well. A lot of the TV trailers I watch went. I, I watched them and said this would make a much better yes. two. And we say that every year. Hour I feel like movie.
0: Yeah, and I think we're generally pretty right Even on. The
1: one right before that, I, the one, I, the the the, uh, the designated survivor.
0: Yeah, that could be a. That really would be a great, great movie. movie. Yeah, I can understand why it would go out as a series though, because they they could have. Like he's going on a big growth right. thing, and he has to develop in the position. So, but I can see it totally being a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one I have, I have a number of issues with. Yeah. So, well, for one, for me personally, I'm not a big Shakespeare fan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At least when it's, uh, I, I like interpreted Shakespeare. Like my favorite Hamlet movie is The Lion King. Oh, you didn't know that? No, no. Oh, really? The Lion King is Hamlet. I like my
1: mind is about to get blown.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. The Lion King's just Hamlet.
1: Oh, didn't realize that.
0: Oh, <laughs> I like wow. I like Shakespeare's stories, but yeah. I don't like them in their period and in the language that he uses. Like, I don't understand Shakespearean dialogue. Oh, I don't either. Yeah.
1: I, they try to make us read that. As yeah,
0: yeah. So, but when they take that story and they modify and convert and use it as inspiration for other things, I tend to like those yeah that result from them uh so on that right away this is already like set in that period so i'm not really a fan of that but i get that everything is about diversity now but it's historically inaccurate to have a black family as nobles during this time in history
1: yeah that doesn't make sense no no that threw me off too yeah yeah watching it wait wait this doesn't seem
0: no It doesn't work because if you're trying to set it in that period... That's
1: not how it is.
0: Granted, Romeo and Juliet's a story of fiction. Sure. But it's historical fiction. Right. So all the other... Even though the story is made up, there's nothing within the story that couldn't have happened. But to have a family be black and be nobles during that time could not have happened. So already I'm pulled out of being in this period
1: it would have it, that would work if they put it in today's time and said okay yes. so let's pretend romeo and juliet happened now yes. and we're continuing on and we have a very wealthy well off you know mm-hmm. african american family and and a, and a white family yeah. and you know, if you one's made this a contemporary, CEO of this major company,
0: and yeah, if you made it contemporary, not only does it work, but then it also works more for me because then you're taking away my other problem of it having being a uh, being a period piece, right. which I'm just not a fan of. So if it's a contemporary story and you have a white family and a black family, absolutely that works fine. But based in this historical context, yeah,
1: there are rules within work. the time period, yeah,
0: and they're breaking them. They are. I okay. think they could have just had if they were going. Maybe, I don't know if they were going for diversity, which I assume because everything is oh, about diversity right, right now. Uh, but if they were going for visual uh, delineation, mm-hmm. so that like every time you see a black person, you know, they're Montague or Capula. And then every time you see a white person, they're Montague or Capula. And you just know right away. They
1: could have done they that They could have done that with wardrobe, colors. right, yeah.
0: exactly. Like a different accent on their clothing or mm-hmm. something like that. So uh, there's too many things that pull me out of this yeah. to enjoy it. Again, it will have its own audience. I know Shonda, Shondaland, their productions. I don't know what else they've done, but they are very successful. So there is a built-in audience for this already. Mm -hmm. That is for sure. Time After Time. Yeah. Based on the novel and movie Time After Time, executive producer writer Kevin Williamson delivers a fantastical cat and mouse adventure through time when famed science fiction writer H.G. Wells is transported to modern-day Manhattan in pursuit of Jack the Ripper. Once HG arrives in New York City, he finds a world he never thought possible and a young woman who captivates him. That's going to be another trend that we're going to see throughout these is uh, movies becoming TV shows. Yeah. Very often they should not be happening. No. I had to look up, though. I am not familiar with I a didn't. movie called Time After Time. I didn't know. I yeah. looked it up. It's a movie that came out in 1979. So it's been a while. So I think they can get away with it, and as far as I know, it wasn't overly popular.
1: I, it's amazing that they even make reference to it because who? Yeah, who's who like, gonna oh, watch finally this show is going to remember that? <laughs> right, yeah, nobody. Like
0: it appeals to me, but they didn't have to mention it was based on a movie. I mean, and time travel is always appealing. Yeah, that's what so I was. Yeah, anything with time travel is infinitely better right away. You open
1: up a uh, just unbelievable huge world of possibilities mm-hmm. with time travel, and there's other. I think there's another. No. oh there's a there's a, there's few, a few time, time travel, travel things. Coming. It's
0: it's weird the trends we see every year. I wonder if this was an influence of the uh back to the future anniversary last year. Perhaps. If they were like, "Oh, look at how popular time travel is right now.
1: We should do something." And then and they then were like, three
0: networks were like, "Hey, time travel There's shows. an
1: election coming, so we should do a show about that too." Exactly.
0: The trends are very interesting how they mm-hmm. happen like that. But so there this is based on the movie from 1979. Uh, I like the idea that they're traveling from the past into the present. Yeah. Because as I just mentioned, I would prefer things be set in either contemporary or mm-hmm. futuristic time periods. That's just my personal taste. And then, uh, the female lead in this, super attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Genesis Rodriguez playing Jane for people who, uh, might want another movie reference of hers. She was a voice in Big Hero Six of Honey Lemon. If you've seen Big Hero Six and I did
1: not see it.
0: Oh. You would what?
1: No. Wow, you are I behind know.
0: on stuff. I know. That's a shame.
1: Ashley's been after me to watch it. So good.
0: All right, moving out of ABC into yes. CBS. CBS. Kevin can wait. Stars. Kevin James as a newly retired police officer. Looking forward to spending carefree quality time with his wife and three kids. Mm-hmm. Only to discover he faces tougher challenges at home than he ever did on the streets. Kevin's retirement plans consist of chilling with his family and having epic adventures with fellow retirees. However, Kevin's dream is jeopardized when he discovers that Donna, his wonderful wife of 20 years, has shielded him from key family info while he worked overtime protecting the community. Their usually reliable eldest, Kendra, is dropping out of college so she can support her unemployed fiancé, Chael, while he designs the next big app. For now, his plans for a cushy life will have to wait because Kevin has work to do. And this time, his family is his beat.
1: (laughs) The trailer had me. I didn't look at the time on the trailer, Mm -hmm. but it had me for that first 30 seconds. I'm like, this is going to be funny. And then it kept going. And now you're just telling me the whole show. Yeah, it was too much. Okay, too much. I agree. And a lot of these trailers, not caring. I feel like I saw the the pilot already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like these, some of these trailers are five or six minutes long. Yeah. And the shows are 22. So we're seeing a quarter to a third of these shows and the trailers pull completely from the pilots because it's really all they shot up to this point. I don't buy that Kevin James is old enough to be retired. That was my first thing right away. He is young looking. Yeah. It's strange that this is a retirement thing. Uh, it actually looks pretty funny, I think, but sitcoms are really hard to pull off. Yeah. Especially when they have the dumb laugh track. I hate laugh tracks.
1: Yeah. But he's he's been successful once. Oh, I'm sure the show you will know, do very King of well. Queen's was great.
0: Yeah. I have no doubt the show will do well.
1: I mean, he has knowledge of how to do a successful sitcom. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be fine. And I'm, there there were I'm a couple sure of funny moments will in the trailer. Run four to five seasons oh, yeah. or so, and it'll be good. And
0: Wouldn't surprise me at all. I just don't know if I'll be watching too. Yeah. <laughs> Man with a Plan stars Matt LeBlanc in a comedy about a contractor who starts spending more time with his kids when his wife goes back to work and discovers the truth every parent eventually realizes. Their little angels are maniacs. But with his wife Andy's encouragement and advice from a couple of equally stressed parents, Adam takes charge of his brood, lays down the law, and discovers he's going to nail this
1: job. Because he's a contractor. Right. He nails it. I don't know. First, I was like, when did he get so old? Oh, yeah? that's His hair is just gray. I don't know. He looks so much older. It was.
0: Uh, he did a show, I think, on Showtime called Episodes, mm-hmm. and he had gray hair throughout that as well, too. So
1: I don't know. It looks okay.
0: Yeah. It's a general fish out of water show. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of shows here that can be described as fish mm-hmm. out of water shows that we'll go over. I like, uh, though, within the trailer, his idea of changing the password every day until chores are done. Right. That's genius. That is. That is genius. Aside from that, it's just like macho guy raising his family. Mm -hmm. No, thanks. I don't don't know. Don't need it.
1: It'll probably do okay. Yeah. Two seasons. Call
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) The Great Indoors stars Joel McHale in a comedy about a renowned adventure reporter for an outdoor magazine who must adapt to the times when he becomes the desk-bound boss to a group of millennials in the digital department of the publication. Jack reports to Roland's daughter, Brooke, an ex-flame who caters to the sensitive staffers by giving them all trophies just for working hard. Jack is baffled by the world of clickbait and listicles, but if he's patient, he may be able to show these kids that the outside world is much more than something on a screen if he doesn't beat them with their selfie sticks first.
1: I think I just don't care about Joe McHale anymore.
0: I'm completely with you. By that description, but I'm I, like... I
1: don't know when that happened. Oh, I, I know. I liked him on... What was it? The Soup. Did me? you?
0: I, I've never liked Joel McHale.
1: I thought he was okay. I don't know. Now I just don't care. Like, I, him being in the show made me go, I don't really want to watch the show. Mm. This could be funny. This could be okay. But based, I just don't like him.
0: Based on the description, mm-hmm. the show sounds great because it's making fun of millennials. And right. I love doing that. Even though I'm like right on the border of millennials, anyway, and technically you are a millennial, which I'm sorry by by the definition of them, you're born within the time frame of millennials, even though you do don't have the mindset of one no. whatsoever. Uh, but I despise Joel McHale as an actor. He comes off as like arrogant, regardless of what he's doing, and I do not buy him at all as like the rugged, manly outdoors no, guy. Look at him. I mean, if you take him out. And you put in Tim Allen, or even Tim Allen's character from Last Man Standing. Yeah, this show works way better.
1: Yeah, it does. Which reminds me, I still need to catch up on Last Man Standing.
0: I Thank you. I, I dropped out of that show Did too. You? It's so right wing. It oh. made me. It made me mental. Wow, oh. it's it's such an agenda pushing show. I don't know. I couldn't escape that part of it. Oh. There was a lot of good stuff in it because I loved Tim Allen. Yeah, but it was a little they much. Kinda,
1: they could have put anybody in his role.
0: Anybody, any anyone that's like older, I think yep. slightly older and more manly because he's just not that rugged outdoors guy. He's no. even too groomed. Like his beard is too groomed. Like it's too, it's too much.
1: It I won't know. last.
0: No, I don't like it at all. Bull stars Michael Weatherly as mm. Dr. Jason Bull in a drama inspired by the early career of Dr. Phil McGraw. When I saw that, I was like, Dr. Phil.
1: Okay, yeah, right. He
0: even has the same last name, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's the same one. Uh, the founder of one of the most prolific trial consulting firms of all time. Brilliant, brash, and charming, Dr. Bull is the ultimate puppet master, as he combines psychology, human intuition, and high-tech data to learn what makes jurors, attorneys, witnesses, and the accused tick. Bull employs an enviable team of experts at Trial Analysis Corporation to shape successful narratives down to the very last detail. In high-stakes trials, Bull's combination of remarkable insight into human nature, three PhDs, and a top-notch staff creates winning strategies that tip the scales of justice in his client's favor.
1: It's, I think it's a somewhat fresh take on the whole court TV show yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: But again, this is one of those series I was like, I don't know how you sustain this.
1: Right. A season? Well, that's the thing. It's each season going to be a new trial? That would probably work better. But it looks like they like they but gave how us how many episodes are there ordered? I mean, it's this gonna take twenty two episodes to get know. through, or are they gonna be an hour show and we're gonna get One of the it biggest problems
0: with this is they showed us the verdict yeah. in the trailer of oh, this first you case. Did. You're right. Which means it happens in one episode, this case at least. See
1: they're gonna run out of ideas too quickly.
0: Yeah. If he's really a guy that assembles juries, Like, is that? Is he just assembling juries every show? That doesn't seem interesting to me.
1: This could have been an interesting movie, then. Just because of the technology involved and what they're doing and the backgrounds of these people and all that. I like
0: a lot of the stuff in it, but yeah, the sustainability is questionable. Oh boy, here we go. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah can we skip that? <laughs> no why
0: because uh, i think people want to hear about it at least okay macgyver a reimagining of the classic series is an action adventure drama about 20 something angus mac macgyver played okay. by lucas till who creates a clandestine organization within the u.s government where he uses his extraordinary talent for unconventional problem solving and vast scientific knowledge to save lives under the agus of the Department of External Affairs, MacGyver takes on the responsibility of saving the world, armed to the teeth with resourcefulness and little more than bubblegum and a
1: paperclip. Oh, God, why?
0: That's what I'm thinking.
1: He doesn't even look the part, I don't feel. No, nope. seems... that's Havoc, by the way, from X-Men. Oh, yeah, it is. Huh? <laughs> I see these guys, and I go, they look familiar, and I can't, you know. I, I, always... I don't know, I, I, it doesn't look... I
0: was shocked to hear that there are some people that are actually excited about this because there are big MacGyver fans that are like, yeah, that want this. Yeah. I was never a fan of MacGyver. I didn't realize there was a demand for MacGyver. I also think this suffers from prequel problems because we all know where it's going, which means there are certain characters who have zero stakes. True. I have no. I'm not going to watch No desire to watch this whatsoever. It won't last. Don't like it. Pure Genius yeah. is a cutting-edge medical drama about a young Silicon Valley tech titan who enlists an exceptional veteran surgeon with a controversial past to run a state-of-the-art hospital with an ultra-modern approach to medicine. Billionaire genius James Bell, played by Augustus Prue, built Bunker Hill Hospital determined to revolutionize healthcare and treat the rarest and most challenging medical mysteries at no charge. Bell persuades maverick surgeon Dr. Walter Wallace, played by Dermot Mulroney, to be his chief of staff, who believed medicine is a human endeavor, not technological, until a eureka moment at the hospital convinced him otherwise. At Bunker Hill, Bell pairs the most brilliant minds in medicine with the most forward thinkers in technology, and cuts bureaucracy out of the equation, all in the interest of saving lives, including his own. Not... Into the whole Doctor show thing. I'm really not either, but I watched the trailer, and it like had me almost teary at the end. That was a damn good trailer. Right. It was really strong. So based on that alone...
1: Well, these shows are very popular. Yeah. The the Doctor... And
0: I really like the technology aspect of it. So, those two things combined i think, I won't
1: watch it. The trailer was good, yeah, like, yeah, but I said i'm I'm not gonna sit and watch this,
0: yeah, but that, that if it's not if you don't like medical shows, the same reason i yeah. watch political stuff, it's just not the normal uh thing that I get into, but I'm normally not into medical shows, but I think I'll watch an episode or two because mm. uh because it was such a strong trailer, and uh, I do like the premise, so uh, it's just kind of thinking outside the box, training day. Uh, there we go.
1: Another movie. <laughs> More movies TV to show. TV.
0: Yep. Training Day is a crime thriller that begins 15 years after the events of the feature film about a young idealistic police officer who is tapped to go undercover in an elite squad of the LAPD where he partners with a veteran morally ambiguous detective. Detective Frank Rourke is the maverick head of the special investigation section that hunts the city's most dangerous criminals and is one of the finest investigators the department has ever produced. However, when the LAPD brass notices Rourke's penchant for operating in a gray area to fight the war on crime, they assign Kyle Craig, a heroic, untarnished cop, to pose as Frank's trainee to spy on him and report on his off-book methods. As Frank starts teaching his principled trainee the way of the streets, where the ends often justify the means, they form an uneasy alliance that will irrevocably change the course of both their lives. There was no need to turn this into a series. No. At all. Did you see the movie? I did. I like the movie. It's very good. I don't see any of the movie here. No. Uh, They also reversed the race roles, where instead of the black guy being the villain and the white guy being the good guy, they switched it. So the yeah. black guy is the good guy, and the white guy is the kind of villain, kind of oh, anti-hero. it's
1: 15 years later. Yeah, it is 15 you years know, later. Things have changed.
0: But when I read initially that it was 15 years later, I was like, oh, So they took Ethan Hawke's character from the movie and they had him age fifteen years and now he kind of became more like the guy who trained him and now he has a new training,
1: except that's not at all
0: what happened here. They're just
1: using the title. It's just the title.
0: That's it. That's it. Oh well. That's the only thing. And then there's the and then the mentor guy has a ambiguous way of doing things. Right. Those are the only connections. I don't know. So I don't even know why. Plus if it's training day, day day. It is a day. I know they're doing it for branding, but this is going to last more than one day. Maybe. So, bad title usage. Maybe. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com and click on the Amazon button, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping.
1: Hi, this is Charisma Carpenter, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. Yes,
0: you are. Moving on from CBS to NBC. The Good Place. A smart, unique new comedy that follows Eleanor Shellstrup, an ordinary woman who, through an extraordinary Mm -hmm. string of events, enters the afterlife where she comes to realize that she hasn't been a very good person. With the help of her wise, newfound afterlife mentor, she's determined to shed her old way of living and discover the awesome—or at least the pretty good—person within. Kristen Bell's in it. Kristen Bell's in it. Hot, <laughs> she is. Uh,
1: she is. And Ted Danson's in it. Awesome. Awesome. I'll watch it. Really? I think. Yeah. Why not? This it's... didn't appeal to me at all. No, I just like them, so I figure I'll give it a shot. I like them too. I like oh, them crap, a lot. They got me. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're gonna put two very likable people in. Because older people will be like, hey, that's the guy from Cheers. And younger people will be like, hey, we like that girl. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'd give it a shot. At least watch the trailer. I mean, the uh, the, the pilot. (laughs) The trailer. Yeah, Yeah. we already watched the trailer.
0: I watched the trailer and I was not really thrilled with it.
1: We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. I'll give it a shot.
0: Uh, there's a lot of things here that have no trailers, so yeah, we're skipping through then, some if you're following with us on the site.
1: Probably fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, now this one's interesting because there was no official trailer released by NBC, but it leaked online. Yeah. Powerless. Uh, uh, this is one we've been reporting on for a while, actually, because it is within our geek realm. Right. In the first comedy series set in the universe of DC Comics, Vanessa Hudgens plays Emily a spunky young insurance adjuster specializing in regular people coverage against damage caused by the crime-fighting superheroes. Yeah. It's when she stands up to one of these larger-than-life figures after an epic battle messes with her commute that she accidentally becomes a cult hero in her own right, even if it's just to her group of lovably quirky co-workers. Now, while she navigates her normal everyday life against an explosive backdrop, Emily might just discover that being a hero doesn't always require
1: superpowers. I, I think what made me, I liked that they made a reference. <laughs> I was like, hey, they talked about Wonder Woman. Yeah. Cool. Uh, that was it. Besides that, I was like, I don't know. It's
0: I think you just touched on it. I mean, for me, I watched it. I was like, they're making references to things. And as a fan of those things, I'm supposed to be like, yay. Yeah. But they don't service
1: anything. Right.
0: They're not comedic references. Or at least they didn't come off as them. Mm-hmm. It feels like a lot of pandering to the comic book crowd. I don't know what legs they're standing up on here. No, none.
1: It won't last.
0: No, I was very disappointed with this. I was like, this was the one I was most excited about. I was like, oh, this is yeah, so cool because this now takes superhero. Like superheroes are becoming their own genre. Yep. And we're seeing them do different kinds of movies within the superhero genre. Like mm-hmm. Winter Soldier was a political intrigue movie within the superhero genre. Yep. I know we've talked about other movies being other kinds of things, but they're not coming to mind right now. But this is now like a comedy happening within the superhero genre. And I was like, that's awesome. Sure. Great. With the bigger properties that I'm familiar with, too. They're trying something different. I like that. Yep, doesn't seem to work for me no. at
1: all. <laughs> like, it's not good
0: looking, which I, is a I, shame. I feel
1: like this is just... They're trying to just cash in Yeah, now on superheroes
0: yeah the problem is i'm still going to watch like an episode or two because i'm just curious yeah like maybe this trailer is just really bad and the uh, actual shows maybe. maybe i mean this is a leaked trailer too yeah. so i guess that's what it's saying that maybe this is not what they intended to be seen maybe
1: maybe they're re-editing the trailer
0: it's very possible so i'm gonna watch an episode or two because it's superhero based and they yeah they got their hooks in me that way but if it sucks, I'm out real fast.
1: What's interesting, too, is that I like that the little the tagline is the first comedy from DC Comics. Mm. But everything we've watched has been so <laughs> dark and gritty and like, and now they're like, oh, no, let's we'll be happy and fun. That's
0: DC's movie world. The right. TV world's a lot lighter it, in yeah. general anyway.
1: It just, uh, I don't know. Doesn't now work. connect
0: it with the DCW and they're all sad. <laughs> uh, the next one is This Is Us. Uh. Sometimes life will surprise you. Starring Mandy Moore, Milo Ventimiglia, and Sterling K. Brown, this refreshingly honest and provocative series follows a unique ensemble whose paths cross and their lives' stories intertwine in curious ways. We find several of them share the same birthday and so much more than anyone would expect. From the writer and directors of Crazy Stupid Love comes a smart, modern dramedy that will challenge your everyday presumptions about the people you think you know.
1: Doesn't intrigue me. No? You. There's a
0: couple of people that I recognize right away. Uh, obviously Mandy Moore. We're familiar with her. Right. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia from both Heroes and yeah. Gilmore Girls. I love him. And, uh, Justin Hartley, who played Oliver Queen slash Green Arrow on Smallville before oh. people forget that there was another Green Arrow before Arrow was actually on TV. And the cast is fantastic. The show looks really good. Just don't think I'll
1: watch it. There's so many, so many other things coming out. Yeah. Compared yeah. to the other stuff that
0: I watch, this,
1: I don't think competes. I like, I like when movies take different storylines mm-hmm. and they tie, and by the end, it's tied all together. And you're like, Oh my God, that's how this influenced that. And they, but they tie together paths. at the end. And, but with this, I don't know. It's just, it's going to be a constant. I don't, uh, it just doesn't constant work. Constant
0: intertwining. Yeah. It doesn't almost work. get obnoxious.
1: Yep. And lastly, from NBC
0: Timeless, from Eric Kripke, Sean Ryan, and the producers of The Blacklist comes this thrilling action-adventure series in which a mysterious criminal steals a secret state-of-the-art time machine, intent on destroying America as we know it by changing the past. Mm. Our only hope is an unexpected team, a scientist, soldier, and history professor who must use the machine's prototype to travel back in time to critical events. While they must take every effort not to affect the past themselves— they must also stay one step ahead of this dangerous fugitive. Can this hand team uncover the mystery behind it all and end his destruction before it's too late? Another time travel show! Yay. Could be really
1: good. Could be. Would make a great movie. Really would. We'll see what they do. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is one that, yeah, it's intriguing. But uh, I don't know again. if they're going back to one period
0: in time or if they're going to keep going back and doing other things in history. Yeah. That's more interesting to me. but. I just don't think there's going to be time in my schedule to fit it in. Yeah. It's not good enough looking. Uh, There are, like we said, lots of other shows for NBC. We're not going over them because, unfortunately, there's no trailers. There's seriously a lot. Like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, yeah, 6, a lot. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. There's 12 other shows for NBC that we did not talk about. I first about.
1: scrolled through, I was like, where did Rob not put the trailers on the thing? I yeah, like, I guess there's There no are none,
0: and if there's no trailer, we don't talk about it. Uh, the one that I will mention that seems completely unnecessary is Taken. Yeah. Another movie-turned-TV show that I didn't need yeah, we or want. We had enough movies. We, we had and... plenty. Taken's done. Let it go. I don't know why they're beating it into the ground. It's a shame, because the first one was so good, and they've just beat the hell out of this yep. franchise.
1: It's the Sharknado of hostage movies. <laughs> kind of Kidnapping is. movies. Kind, kind of is. Moving on to Fox. Yeah, interesting stuff.
0: Son of Zorn. Fox always has the more interesting stuff, I think. They're not afraid to really go out
1: there. They have nothing to lose at this point. Just look at their history. Yeah,
0: and they always cancel things before they should. Mm -hmm. Featuring the voice of Jason Sudeikis, Son of Zorn is a new hybrid live-action animated comedy about an animated warrior from a faraway island in the Pacific Ocean where everything and everyone is animated, who returns to Orange County, California, to win back his live-action ex-wife and teenage son. Zorn, the defender of Zyphiria, conqueror of the tribes of Aegon, decapitator of the Dark Headsmen of Grith, has fought in countless epic battles throughout his life, but may find the greatest challenge of all when travels back to suburbia and reconnect with his family. To be a good dad, Zorn commits to remaining in Orange County for the long haul, renting an apartment and even working in the exciting field of industrial soap sales. As he adjusts to life in the suburbs, Zorn is the classic fish out of water, navigating his way through fatherhood, divorce, and a boring office job. Sure, as an overlord of pain, he defeated glombeasts, wolfbats, and bloodthirsty arachnobots, but now he'll go toe-to-toe with a new set of enemies, meter maids, dress codes, and the DMV.
1: it's funny that he's drawn in yeah i like that yeah it's basically he man yeah exactly i am so in the show i think it could be very funny i love this for a lot of um comedic moments Mm.
0: this was the trailer that not only i laughed at the most but was most entertained by like out of all the shows on everything this is the one for me right for sure and i think having that he man background, too. Helps out a lot.
1: I mean, it's basically him. Yeah, it's a parody of that, for sure. It's
0: like a mix between He-Man and Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. I love everything about it. The Mick. Yeah. The Mick is a no-holds-barred single-camera comedy that gives new meaning to the phrase dysfunctional family. Mackenzie, a.k.a. Mickey, is a brash two-bit hustler from Rhode Island who has spent her entire life shirking any semblance of responsibility. Great, so now Rhode Island
1: <laughs> will be referenced. Getting that rap, yeah, right? We're getting that rap.
0: Mickey visits her strange sister and billionaire brother-in-law in Greenwich, Connecticut, but gets more than she bargained for as this absurdly rich couple flees the country to escape federal fraud charges. In a surprising turn of events, Mickey must assume guardianship of their three high-maintenance and ill-parented children. The life that Mickey has wanted for so long now is within her reach. The mansion, the convertible, and the swimming pool. The walk-in closet full of designer clothes. But as Mickey
1: is well aware, nothing in life is free. Oh, this just seems obnoxious. I hated yep. the kids. Yeah. The trailer made me go, I just want to smack them. <laughs> no,
0: it's another fish-out-of-water show. Uh It's got Caitlin Olson from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Uh, there was nothing that looked good in this show to me at all. But our next show. But our next show. Hey, it's another time travel show. This one looks good, too. Making History, produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. The new comedy Making History follows three friends from two different centuries as they try to balance the thrill of time travel with the mundane concerns of their present-day lives. Two shows in one, it's both a rollicking historical adventure and a contemporary comedy about love, friendship, and trying to fit into an increasingly complex and impersonal world. Dan Chambers, a computer science professor at a small Massachusetts college, recently discovered time travel and has been transporting himself back to the 1700s to spend time with the colonial woman he's fallen for. But Dan's actions in the past are messing up the present. That woman he's dating is not just any woman. She's Paul Revere's daughter, Deborah, and Dan's meddling in the past causes her father to delay his famous ride, which may have altered the outcome of the entire American Revolution. To set matters right, Dan enlists the help of his colleague, Chris Parrish, a brilliant polished and popular history professor. Can Dan, Chris, and Deborah save America as we know it? Can a woman from 1775 adapt to life in 2016? Can the three intrepid time travelers improve the past, help the helpless, fight for justice, and get rich?
1: This the trailer made me laugh. I I think the time travel, they suck you in. They do.
0: They totally do. I don't know
1: if it'll be uh, it maybe laugh, so how bad could it be? I thought
0: it looked really funny too. I love the ham bit. Yes. <laughs> ham yes. Is like gold or whatever. Yeah. They all just want ham. It, oh, your apologies
1: are accepted. Here, yeah. ham. Yeah. <laughs> like they're they're about to like lynch you. Yeah. But here's here's a ham. Here's some ham. Well, oh you're all set. Everything is forgiven. We may pass go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it looks really good too. I'll probably give that one a shot. Mm-hmm. Another movie turned TV show.
1: Yep. The
0: Exorcist is a propulsive psychological thriller following two very different priests tackling one family's case of horrifying demonic possession. Father Thomas Ortega is the new face of the Catholic Church. Progressive, ambitious, and compassionate. He runs a small but loyal parish in the suburbs of Chicago. He has no idea that his quiet life is about to change forever. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, another priest finds himself locked in a life and death struggle with evil. Father Marcus Brennan is a modern-day Templar knight, an orphan raised since childhood by the Vatican to wage war against its enemies. Father Marcus is everything Father Thomas is not, relentless, abrasive, and utterly consumed by his sacred mission. Separately, each faces an insurmountable task, but together, they become the only hope against an evil force that has been mobilizing for centuries. You're the horror guy.
1: I don't care about this. Really? No. I thought you would have been down for that, maybe. Nah. I saw The Exorcist, but I don't need a TV show about it. Yeah, it's just gonna be one adventure after the other. Oh, that one's possessed. Oh, that one's possessed. Very possible. It's it's gonna be like watching House, but with people possessed. So instead <laughs> no. of fixing
0: somebody who's broken and bloody, it is rare to see horror shows on TV. They
1: don't seem to do well. No, unless they're on like a network like AMC or right, MTV. like not a mainstream network. Yeah, yeah not one of the big the five. Mainstream audience is not gonna follow this
0: yeah and my typical uh horror Mm -hmm. responses apply right (laughs) i hate horror stuff yeah not watching it another movie turned into a tv show combining action and drama with friendship and humor lethal weapon reboots the hit movie franchise as it follows classic cop duo riggs and murtog who are working a crime-ridden beat in modern-day los angeles Grief-stricken over the loss of his young wife and unborn child, ex-Navy SEAL-turned-Detective Martin Riggs moves to California to start over at the LAPD. He's paired up with Roger Murtaugh, who's just coming back to the job after a near-fatal heart attack. Riggs' penchant for diving headfirst into the line of fire immediately clashes with Murtaugh's prudent, by-the-book technique. By the time their first investigation ends, Riggs realizes he may have found something worth living for, a partner and friend like Murtaugh. And even Murtaugh figures this arrangement might just work out after all. If only Riggs doesn't get them killed first.
1: Buddy cop movie. Yeah. Uh, show, rather. Show. Like, I'm not going to watch it, but nope. I can see that there's going to be an audience for this. Yeah, I, I s- think it'll do okay.
0: I still don't support this. Aside from the character names, I really get Zero Lethal Weapon vibes from it at all. Oh, no, no. It's not something that should be switched. There, There's too many. Like, they could still go do another Lethal Weapon. It doesn't need to be a TV show.
1: I I won't be surprised if they don't. Right. I mean, I won't be surprised if they do another. It'll just
0: be after the uh, first season of this when it disappears. Right. Yeah. 24 Legacy chronicles an adrenaline-fueled race against the clock to stop a devastating terrorist attack on United States soil. In the same real-time format that has propelled this genre-defining series, Six months ago in Yemen, an elite squad of U.S. Army Rangers led by Sergeant Eric Carter killed terrorist leader Sheikh Ibrahim bin Khalid. In the aftermath, bin Khalid's followers declared a fatwa against Carter, his squad and their families, forcing them into federal witness protection. But a recent attempt on Carter's own life makes it clear to him that his team is now exposed. To thwart further attacks, Carter enlists Rebecca Ingram, who quarterbacked the raid that killed bin Khalid. Together... Carter and Ingram uncover a sophisticated terrorist network that will force them to ask, who can we trust? As they battle Bin Khalid's devotees, they are forced to confront their own identities, families, and pasts.
1: All in 24 hours? Yeah. I can't get Oh, well, the first season. Done in 24 hours. 24 hours, hours. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> That's, this is what, the, I didn't watch the original. TV Nor did I. That. So I, this... I just, It wasn't believable to me. I'm like, this whole thing takes place in a day? Get out of here. Right? Get out of here.
0: I never watched the original, so I don't care about this either. Neither of them really appeal to me. Uh, Featuring a soundtrack of original music and stunning music performances, Star follows three talented singers desperate for a new start with ambitions of stardom as they navigate the cutthroat music business on their road to success. Meet Star, a tough-as-nails young woman who came up in the foster care system and decides one day to take control of her destiny. Star tracks down her sister, Simone, and her Instagram bestie, oh. Alexandra, Already. and together the trio <laughs> journeys to Atlanta to become music superstars. <laughs> Reality soon dawns on the girls' fantasies, and they start to learn that ambition often comes at a cost, and sometimes that cost is too high.
1: Oh, boy. Oh,
0: girls will love this. There's absolutely nothing in this show that appeals to no, me. No, but the next show. But the next show.
1: I like the premise of this. Okay.
0: Pitch. Pitch is the dramatic and inspirational story of a young pitcher who becomes the first woman to play Major League Baseball. A beautiful, tough, and gifted athlete, Ginny Baker, is vaulted into instant fame when she's called up by the San Diego Padres to make her Major League debut. Like any rookie, Ginny must prove herself to her teammates. Although groomed for this moment by her demanding father, the end of Ginny's improbable journey is the beginning of an almost impossible one, Representing her gender as she embarks on a successful baseball career under the glare of the white hot media spotlight.
1: I like this because it's, well, nothing else has to do with sports. Now we're not big sports guys. That's but true. I, I like that it's, they're going to put a woman mm-hmm. into Major League Baseball, which mm-hmm. doesn't happen. Right. It's just it's a, it's kind of a fresh new take on things. But oh, what if that did happen? Like what would An it's, interesting it's what almost if. a what if yeah it in is. life thing. So it's gonna answer that question. Did you order.
0: recognize the catcher? It was a little difficult with the beard. No. No? Who was it? Mark Paul Gossler. Nuh-uh. Zach, Zach Morris.
1: Zach grew up to be a catcher. Yeah, yeah
0: Zach Morris was the catcher.
1: Already I like Franklin sure.
0: Bash is over, so now they you needed yeah. to move on to something else. I don't know.
1: I think the tri- again, this could be a really great movie. The premise of this. It's almost... uh What was the movie with Tom Hanks in it? A League of Their Own. Yeah. That was a good movie. Did you see that? I did not. Oh. That's a really great...
0: And that's an all-women league, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: This pitch... But that was could... also a comedy. Yeah. But this could have been a great movie. Yeah. We, we're lacking Again, that. another one could have been a movie. We're lacking those sports movies these days that bring out that emotion. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, come on like i was
0: gonna say i love a really good sports movie but i don't want to watch a whole show about a sports thing the only sports show i ever really watched was sports night Mm -hmm. and that wasn't about sports necessarily it was just framed in like the behind the scenes of a sports news
1: show Mm -hmm. but i don't know i think this the show could probably go a few seasons i'm sure it could it might be interesting i would like to at least watch the first few episodes i think just to see You know, because she's the under... So it's an underdog story. Oh, totally. The whole time, you're like, come on, come on, come on. Which keeps you engaged. So we'll see. The trailer got me, so... Okay. APB. The trailer didn't get me.
0: (laughs) Police work isn't rocket science. It's harder. Inspired by true events, APB is a new police drama with a high-tech twist. Sky-high crime, officer-involved shootings, cover-ups, and corruption. The overextended and underfunded Chicago Police Department is spiraling out of control. Enter billionaire engineer Gideon Reeves. After his best friend is murdered in a botched attempted robbery and the killer remains at large, Gideon demands justice. Putting up millions of dollars of his own money, he makes an unprecedented deal to take over the troubled 13th District and reboot it as a private police force. Better, faster, and smarter than anything seen before.
1: I have no interest in this. No? No.
0: I have very little, too. But it's interesting that this is another show that we see this year about introducing superior technology to solve a problem. Right. We had that with the uh the medical show, Pure Genius as yep. well. So mm. we're seeing it in multiple places. Uh this one just framed under crime fighting and police work, but it's not enough to pull me into this one. Mm. I would love to see a futuristic police thing, <laughs> like almost human, which that doesn't go away, Fox. Right. In the <laughs> thrilling new event series, Prison Break, original series stars Wentworth Miller, Dominic Purcell, Sarah Wayne Callies, Amory Nalasco, Robert Nepper, Rockman Dunbar, and Paul Adelstein are reunited for an all-new adventure spanning the globe and featuring the significant thrills and cliffhangers that were hallmarks of the original series when it aired on Fox from 2005 to 2009. In the all-new event series filmed on location in Morocco, Clues surface that suggest a previously thought-to-be-dead Michael may be alive. Lincoln and Sarah reunite to engineer the series' biggest escape ever, as three of Fox River State Penitentiary's most notorious escapees are pulled back into the action. I didn't watch Prison Break. Nor did I, so we are not the target audience for this either. Nope. Nope. I was surprised at first when I saw they were bringing back Prison Break, that uh because Wentworth Miller has that new deal with DC where he's going to be all over those shows. Yeah. But this is an event series, so like we had said in past event series, it's always nice to know you're going to get a complete story. Granted, this one has a prequel that's four seasons before it. Yeah. That's well. the only downside. But it's kind of like uh, X-Files. Yeah. And it's also Fox. They're bringing back an older show, just doing a limited run, and that might be it for that. Right. But if you didn't see the original... Probably and not gonna watch this either and vice versa. Yeah. Lastly for Fox, right. Shots Fired. Examining the dangerous aftermath of racially charged shootings in a small southern town. Shots fired is a dramatic new event series that is a why done it and a who done it. The ten hour event series is an explosive look at the criminal justice system. When an African American police officer kills an unarmed white college student, a small town in North Carolina is turned upside down. Before the town has a chance to grapple with this tragedy, The neglected murder of an African-American teen is brought to light, reopening wounds that threaten to tear the town apart. Mm -hmm. Another event series. So like we just said, knowing you're going to get a clear beginning, middle and end is always nice. That's what we're after. Yep. Good job. But I'm not really interested in this. No, not at all. Nope. Okay, moving on. Exiting Fox, moving yeah. on to
1: the CW, think, where there's only two previews to watch. Right, but the CW mm-hmm. knows how to do their previews.
0: I think they do. They're
1: short, mm-hmm. they're sweet, they're to the point, and they're engaging.
0: But they also had. Did you notice there were two for each?
1: Yeah, I did notice that. Okay, yeah, because there's there's a watched, thirty
0: second like teaser. That's what I liked. Oh, okay. That's
1: what, those <laughs> are the ones I watched because I went. This is what like I don't want to oh, give right. me enough to make me go. This is intriguing. And I'm on one. I didn't it. get enough out of the trailers. So oh, I watched, didn't? I watched the full previous. Oh, I liked just the, the little, the, the teaser ones. That's how I think they should all be. They're teasing. They should you. be
0: maybe like a minute to a minute and a half, like a movie trailer. Right. But the teasers that they gave us were 30 seconds.
1: I like that. That's pretty short. I guess my attention span's too short.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first show for the CW, no tomorrow. Evie Callahan, a risk averse quality control assessor appreciates order. Whenever she's making a list, make a list is both the first thing on it and the first thing crossed off. Such a regimented life has its drawbacks. Then Evie meets charming, free-spirited Xavier Holiday, and the attraction is immediate and electric. He brings a jolt of joyful, rollicking romance into her life. Xavier encourages Evie to carpe that diem because it's more fun that way and because, well, the apocalypse is, you know, nigh. He believes humankind has a mere eight months and twelve days until a runaway asteroid smacks us all into stardust. That's why he made an apocalypse list—a tally of every last thing he wants to do before the world goes kaput. So, with the help of her friends, Evie must decide whether Xavier is certifiable and whether that even matters if being with him means
1: living her life more fully. This show probably sends the best message: like, <laughs> you know, enjoy your life, do fun things, right? Don't be so uptight and. Pull the wedgie out of your ass, you know. But I, know. But I, I know. feel like there's a butt. <laughs> but I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> no, me neither. Me neither. I don't really understand what this is supposed to be about. It just
0: feels kind of feel like shallow. This was
1: a movie? What was the movie?
0: Uh, it was the Steve Carell one where it's uh seeking a best friend for the end of the world, something like that. No, uh,
1: but the, the it was the premise of uh that that the, the like basically the same job, the the risk. Like assessor.
0: hmm. Meets someone who's more wild.
1: The two girls, and he's trying to decide what was the movie? I Which can't think one of it. is the bigger risk or something like that? Uh, or I don't remember what it was. I, I but, think I have a vague recollection
0: of what it, you're talking but, about, but you know, the one I referred to was Steve Carell, where there's another impending apocalypse. And yeah, he meets I, a carefree girl. That's yeah, It's that, just the role gender I saw reverses. that,
1: but no, this was a, a different movie. But, okay. Um, I don't know. It seems all right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. It just feels shallow to me. I don't don't know why. There's not a lot of depth. I don't feel like the characters are gonna be. I feel like the characters are kind of set. She's gonna grow a little bit. He'll pull back a little bit. I don't think the apocalypse is actually coming. And they'll get to that point, and then the show maybe will end. But probably not. No. They'll just keep going.
1: It'll continue on. With, Let's go on more adventure. Life is great. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll be like, "Oh, we fucked up all this yeah. time." Or she'll be like, "I'm pregnant," and yeah. then everything's over. Right. Credits roll. Show's done.
0: Well, if the if the world was gonna blow up in eight months, then you don't have to worry about becoming pregnant, right? right? I guess. <laughs> oh God. Lastly, frequency. Mm. Another movie turned into a TV show because there've been so many of them. Mm. Detective Ramey Sullivan has always wanted to prove that she is nothing like her father. In 1996, when Ramey was 8 years old, NYPD officer Frank Sullivan left Ramey and her mother behind when he went deep undercover, got corrupted, and got himself killed. Or, so the story has always gone. Few people know about the secret undercover sting operation Frank was really charged with. Now, 20 years later, Raimi is stunned when a voice suddenly crackles through her father's old, long, broken ham radio. It's Frank, somehow transmitting over the airwaves and through the decades from 1996. They're both shocked and confused, but Raimi shakes Frank to the core when she warns him that the secret sting he is undertaking will lead to his death. Armed with that knowledge, Frank survives the attempt on his life, but changing history has dramatically affected Raimi's life in the present, and there have been tragic consequences. Separated by 20 years, father and daughter have reunited on a frequency only they can hear, but can they rewrite the story of their lives without risking everyone they love?
1: Concept is good. I, I
0: like know. it too. I didn't see the movie, so I don't know. I didn't see the movie either. I don't know how faithful this is to that original premise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was kind of shocked at how good the trailer looked. Yeah. Which, not only because it's another series based on a movie, but it's also the CW who, outside of DC stuff, doesn't have, like, the most phenomenal track record. It's usually, like, young, beautiful people doing dumb soap opera-y
1: things. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. It could be a good show. Maybe they're trying something new.
0: Yeah. I, I, though, I don't understand necessarily how it becomes a series when she's already starting to see a butterfly effect. Mm Mm-hmm. Is she going to keep trying to patch things up? Is she going to keep trying to fix the initial mistake? And she kind of says it in the trailer like, oh, every time I do something or I start doing something, it just made things worse. And yeah. is that the progression? Is she actually going to get a point to a point where she starts doing things and it benefits her? And when do you stop doing that? It's all over know. the place. And it's not like a really big time travel movie because it's only... Involving two people and no one's actually traveling through time. His reality doesn't get all that altered because him being alive already alters it before. Right. Like way more than anything else. So I- I'm still curious enough to give it a shot though. So I'll, yeah. I'll watch the first few episodes and if it grips me. And I like Peyton List. I've seen her. She was on, um, Flash. Yeah. Uh, and she was also, she was playing Golden Glider or Leonard Snart's sister on flash. And before that I saw her in, uh, the tomorrow people, which was also a CW show. That was a remake of another older show, Oh, but, uh, I like her, so I'll give it a shot.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: That pretty much brings us to the end. We've gone through all the networks. We've talked about all the new shows that had trailers at least, uh, which then brings us to our recap. I don't know if you wrote down a list or have one at the ready of what shows we're actually going to give shots to. well, pitch
1: yep uh pretty much all the time travel once so i'm mm-hmm. willing to watch <laughs> uh i think i might give frequency a try yep the kevin james one i'm on the fence about Kevin be- can wait well i'm on the fence because i i at first i thought it looked funny but then the trailer just went on too long mm-hmm. and kind of turned me off so i sure. don't know if i don't know
0: you don't know if they keep going for a full episode be yeah. totally out
1: definitely want to see the uh the the uh the president one
0: Oh, uh, Designated Uh, Survivor. Yeah,
1: that's probably, like, definitely I gotta watch that. I don't know, I'm really intrigued. I like that whole idea of, like, oh, something major happened and this guy's being thrusted into the position Mm -hmm. of power. And And you had said that that's probably the one that stands out the most for you, right? So those, yeah. I'll watch the time travel, I'll watch that, and then I might watch Frequency. Okay. I don't even know if I get CW, though. I have to look. Oh. Probably. What is a
0: network? It's not, like, a cable channel. All right, so I do again. Yeah, yeah. You should <laughs> if I'm not, then never noticed on my cable. Yeah. If not, you're, you're getting screwed over by a TV yeah. company of some way. Um, the
1: Majorities of these, though. I don't, yeah. They're just not geared towards me. No, at
0: all. no. And I said this before we started recording, too, that I looked back on prior years like I'll list the ones that I, I'm going to give a shot to. Mm-hmm. But I think I only ever end up watching half because I just realized there's no time to incorporate new shows. Yep. So uh, I'm going to watch I'm going to give Speechless a shot. But, again, I feel like that's one I'm saying I'm going to give a shot to, but I probably won't end up watching. Uh, Conviction, I think I'll give a shot to. Time After Time, mm-hmm. one of the time travel shows. Pure Genius, I really like that trailer. Yeah. That was one of the stronger ones for me. Powerless, I'm going to give a few to, even
1: though it doesn't look good at all. Uh, it seems like there's trends this year, though. It does, be absolutely. Political. You still got political? Time travel. Time travel, buddy
0: cop. Buddy Cop and movies turn TV yeah. shows.
1: Yeah. Where in the past there was a lot of trailers for like superhero movies mm-hmm. or superhero shows. Yeah. There's only one this year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely changed. True. The whole new crop of shows. Although there's only like three or four ideas.
0: Son of Zorn, probably yeah, the one oh, I'm most excited right. about. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's, that's the one I'm absolutely yep. going to watch. Uh, Making History, another time travel one, and then Frequency. Mm-hmm. So a lot of ours
1: are pretty similar. Hopefully, I actually get to watch them. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the odds of us actually seeing a ton of these is unlikely. It, the, but.
1: the other thing, too, is they don't. I don't know what nights they're going to be on yet. Oh, okay. See, they I never take, go by that. No, but if I'm at the gym, mm-hmm. I can throw it on a TV in the gym oh, and hopefully try to watch some gotcha. of it. Gotcha. So if I can just plug the headphones into the treadmill and listen to the TV. That so. works. All right. Yeah.
0: Final thought or something you would like to plug as we get out of here?
1: Oh, you can follow me on Instagram at Mike from the gym. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And yeah,
0: okay. To see everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration and follow at geekgeneration on Twitter. You can watch live podcasts and gaming at twitch.tv slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Support the show by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. You can send emails to podcast at GeekGeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back really soon with more geeky stuff for you, and we will see you then later. See ya.
1: Make it so.